Today, I am very pleased to be joined by Jenny McDonald from KTN, the Knowledge Transfer Network here in the UK. Um, Jenny, I am going to be classic, slightly lazy podcaster, because although I do know what the KTN does, I think it's kind of interesting to hear from you where it fits in the UK landscape. So what is the KTN, but also your background within it and, and what your core role is? Because today we're going to be talking about the Industrial Transformation Fund in particular, but that will just give us a little bit of background before we kick off into that. I'm the knowledge transfer manager for thermal energy systems within the clean energy and infrastructure team at the KTN. So I'm kind of the technical lead for anything to do with heating and cooling from uh, heating and cooling within homes through commercial sector all the way up to heavy industry and manufacturing. And areas of interest uh, include uh, electrification of heat, so things like heat pumps, through to heat networks and low carbon gases and fuels for heating, as well as on the cooling side, more effective cooling, refrigeration, uh, new refrigerants and thermal energy storage. So anything to do with heating and cooling, that's my area. The, the KTN itself um, exists to connect innovators with new partners and new opportunities to support the development of these type of technologies and deployment of it so that we benefits the UK PLC, the companies grow and the treasury gets that nice tax coming in. So we're an organization with deep expertise in different economic sectors. Like I said, myself, that's my area, heating and cooling. Uh, and there are knowledge transfer managers covering all the different economic sectors. Um, but, but we also work together really well. So there's a nice cross-sector working that brings diverse connections that you wouldn't ordinarily find. Um, and we hope that that will drive a positive change for the UK. So on the, on the one side, then we have innovators as in those early stage technology or systems or other other kind of platforms. And then on the other, I know from some of the people in our uh, decarbonisation leaders network are the, are the big industrials who are also looking for those partners or those early stage kind of piloting opportunities to try out new things is, is that the kind of broad sweep of who you're interacting with or are there other yeah groups? no it, it is it's it's all sizes of of companies um helping them to find each other really connecting them up and and it's not just the smes that are, are doing the innovating the larger companies too but the we hope we bring them all together so that they can do these clever things and and drive innovation in the uk Great. Okay. And then just as a, an organisation itself, the KTN is funded by government. Is that right? Rather than being a, it's not a government department, I know, because we were just talking about that. So tell me a bit about the structure of the company, just again, for that little bit of context before we carry on. Yeah, we're, we're a not-for-profit organisation. Um, we are partly funded uh, by Innovate UK, which is the UK's innovation agency. Um, but we do work for other government departments and, as well as private companies as well. So um, it's, it's not a solely government funded company anymore. Great. So that's a good kind of scene setter then for the main focus of what we want to talk about today, which is the Industrial Transformation Fund. Yeah, the, it's actually the Industrial Energy Transformation Fund. Um, and it, it is a, a quite a large uh, pot of money. The, the total amount of 
of money that the Treasury has allocated to the fund is £315 million. Um, part of that has gone to the Scottish Government because they're, they're managing their own uh, IETF programme. So £289 million uh, of the remainder, Bays are uh, managing, and they it's designed to support businesses with high energy use to cut their energy bills and reduce their carbon emissions. So it's providing capital funding for energy efficiency and decarbonisation uh, relating to the industrial process itself. So across the different manufacturing sectors, um, most of their emissions are coming from their, their kind of production line. And that's what this fund is targeting. So just in terms of the, the nature of the government fund, what a, just can you give a little bit more on the types of uh, companies and projects that are eligible and perhaps some of the, the highlights that you're seeing so far? Yeah, there, there are two competitions um, in the, the latest round of funding from the IETF, the spring window. So there's £40 million in this round of funding to either one competition will allow uh, companies to install to deploy a mature energy efficiency technologies at their site. The other competition is a study so they can plan for future deployment projects. In terms of the, the type of technologies that we expect to see coming through in applications on the energy efficiency side, um, we'd expect things like improved process controls added to manufacturing line, maybe heat recovery and reuse of that heat, either as heat or power on the site, um, or even replacing ovens or chillers or furnaces with more energy efficient versions to, to help people to cut their energy demand. On the carbon side, on decarbonisation, um, it could be things like fuel switching. So moving away from fossil fuels to biogas or hydrogen or other low carbon uh, gases and fuels, or it could be carbon capture um, to help capture those emissions and, and do something with them. I think what's interesting about this is I'm, I remember when we first talked about setting up this conversation was, I think you, you used this phrase when we were talking, you said, because of course, it's not innovation that the challenge, the tech is there. And we then went on to talk about what the challenge was. So this is not answering, it's not really designed to answer a kind of R&D challenge. This is about how to get those innovations that are already working kind of into the market. Exactly. That's it. Exactly. They, they, for the deployment competition, the energy efficiency technologies that we're looking for are, if you're familiar with the technology readiness levels, they are at stage eight to nine. So this is very close to market. Um, the technologies have to have already been demonstrated at scale somewhere else um, before we would class them as eligible for the IETF. So this really is, a, as I said, capital investment to do something right now, to, to install something that's already been the de-risks by you know, previous demonstration. And at the end of the project, uh, manufacturing sites can start to see those energy savings coming in uh, as soon as they finish deploying the technology. So, I mean, that, that's the kind of the top level challenge. It's answering, I suppose, is that it's, it's not about that R&D stage. It's about this, this next phase. But why, why is it that industrials have this kind of challenge of, of getting these types of projects moving what what is the kind of the subtext if you like to to this what what is going on that the ietf can can really sort of help get over 
I think this, from the government's point of view, there's, there's a number of reasons why now is a good time to be investing in uh, decarbonisation. So they're trying to support the manufacturing industries um, to keep manufacturing in the UK by, uh, by de-risking that decarbonisation and helping them to reduce their energy costs so that they can compete in an international market. Um, the UK government has its new net zero carbon target now of by 2050 and that's driving a lot of new funding coming out of the government such as the the industrial decarbonisation challenge which is supporting the the big industrial clusters in the UK to work together and decarbonise and also the transforming foundation industries which again is looking at six of the top energy intensive uh, manufacturing industries and trying to help them be more resource efficient and energy efficient so there's a there's a been a real focus, I think, on the manufacturing sectors. Um, and Bayes' own figures do say that the business and industry emissions account for 25% of our carbon emissions. So, and, and in order for manufacturing to get to net zero, they've got to reduce their emissions by 95% based on today's carbon emissions. So that's a huge challenge. But I, but I think it is a a challenge that a lot of businesses are also committed to. Uh, I've heard a lot more of the manufacturing companies talking about having their own net zero carbon strategies now, whereas maybe four or five years ago, that wasn't something they were discussing. So the government does need to support them to sort of share that burden of, of decarbonisation. It's really important that we do help the manufacturing sectors, not just because it helps us reach our carbon target, but just so that they can carry on operating uh, in a competitive industry. Mm. Yeah, it's interesting you, you're saying that, you know, there has been this sort of change within uh, these kind of larger, hard to abate industrials, which is the side we look at particularly. I think you were just saying, you know, in the last four to five years, I would argue actually there's been quite a big shift even in the last 12 to 15 months, which is yeah. the kind of time that we've been talking in the market. And there is something about this period of time with COVID and, and so many economic stresses, but it's fascinating to me, like how much uh, industry is shifting even now, or especially now, or because of now, you know, the conversations that we have as a team are definitely different from this time last year. Are you seeing similar kind of changes at, at your side of it? But tell me a bit about, you know, what, what's the last year or 15 months been like for you and, and people in your team? No, I think that's, I think that's very true. I, when we first um, were putting together the, the IETF and, and thinking about how we were going to promote it and, and having discussions with manufacturers at the start of 2020, um, Probably just as COVID was hitting, a lot of people were understandably nervous about what the year was going to bring and whether they would be able to invest in anything like the IETF. So I was quite nervous about how many people would apply to that first round of funding that we had in the summer. Um, but I, I don't know whether it's because people had more time to think about what they might be able to do or uh, or whether, I'm not sure really, but we were really uh, encouraged by the number of applications we had. Um, and that really has led to this, uh, this spring window of funding because we weren't planning to uh, run the next round of funding until the autumn, uh, but we, we had such great we were encouraged by how many applications we had so we wanted to keep up the momentum while people were really passionate and wanted to do something about it 
And I know you've already alluded to, you know, the types of uh, projects or technologies that might be applicable for, for these uh, funding rounds, but what are there certain types of technologies that you're really seeing a lot of industrials looking at or applying for uh, money to help kind of feed into? What, what sort of patterns are you seeing emerge? Honestly, it's been a bit of everything. Um, I've not... I can't talk about the projects that uh, have been successful in the first round, unfortunately, because they're they're going through their due diligence checks at the moment, uh, and the winners will be announced in April, so we have to wait for that. But it is a real spread uh, of different technologies that people are trying, um, you know, like the list I, I gave earlier. Uh, and we've had a, a good spread of different types of manufacturing companies applying as well, which has been really welcome. So we talked a bit about the, the kind of the first round of competition with those winners um, going to be announced in April. But let's just step back from this for a moment, because, you know, it's great that the UK government and other governments around the world are, are providing these funds, these types of incentives towards the behaviour that we need and want to see. But what what are those barriers that you're hearing the most about? I mean, we hear about all kinds of things, but in your mind, what is it that is preventing manufacturers from stepping forward with these um in this area at the moment? Yeah, the, the, there's been a number of challenges over the last few years that I think have made it very difficult for UK sites to be able to do more uh, decarbonisation than you know, they, they've wanted to, but they, there's been things that have held them back. I think the, the first one is probably the, the amount of money that's been available up to now has been quite small. Um, Bayes and prior to that deck have run uh, funding competitions in the past to try and support uh, manufacturers to decarbonize. They had an industrial energy efficiency accelerator and industrial heat recovery programs. Um, but the budgets were sort of 20 million uh, for all of the projects. And a lot of manufacturers were needed more support than those funds could offer to be able to do something meaningful at their sites. Uh, in most cases, they, they need a, a two year sort of payback period to be able to get investment from uh, their overseas um, headquarters. Uh, uh, the majority of manufacturers in the UK, I think, probably are owned by international companies. So that when they want to do something like this, something constructive, they've got to bid against other sites within the same company who may be doing something that's going to add profit or, you know, rather than being good for the environment and reducing our carbon emissions, um, which is you know, what we're trying to do here, they might be up against a site that's it's going to do something to increase the profit. And obviously that's going to be more appealing to their to their bosses. So that so they do need substantial support from the UK government to it to make it more attractive and to help them to get hold of that match funding. The other thing I'd say as well is that manufacturers aren't always aware of what is possible. Um, and if they do hear about a, a new energy technology, um, they can be quite cautious because of the potential impact, I guess, on, on production of, you know, you're in installing a new technology that you're not completely uh, up to speed on. Um, they're looking for solutions that will reduce the unit cost of production, but maintain their, their production volumes. You don't want anything to, it to impact on that. So I, I think there's a lot to be said for, uh, peer learning and, it, and if a manufacturer can see that um, another site has, has installed 
or heat recovery, for instance, uh, and that is saving them, reducing their energy costs, then they're more willing or more likely to, to commit to do something on the site as well. So I think that knowledge sharing is so important and, and the IETF supports that transfer of experience. It's a part of the um, what you're signing up to when you apply for the fund is that you're willing to write a case study and, and spread the word about what you've done so that more manufacturers hopefully will will bid into the fund. Mm. Yes, I can I can imagine that, that that holds quite a lot of power, not just because it's you know peer-to-peer -peer learning as you say, but I imagine there's some of the pushback at least must be from board members of companies who it's not that they're climate change deniers or anything that fierce. It's just they don't want to put money and resource and time into something that is unproven or in their mind is unproven. So I guess there will always be companies that need to see uh, first rounders kind of getting out there and making something work before they can confidently move forward for themselves. Exactly. Yeah, because they, I guess they are liable if, if, if it does impact on production, they've got to go and explain what's happened. Um, so, yeah, I can understand that cautiousness, but hopefully this fund will because it is at that kind of you know near commercial uh, level it will be more attractive to to manufacturers and in in terms of the specifics of how an application works so the manufacturer needs to come with the plan with the kind of identified partner already or is there is there some kind of component where they can be matched with appropriate technologies what what's the setup the, the manufacturer or the data data center owner they they are the lead applicant so they have to be involved in the project but they can partner with um, technology providers uh, we've set up a, a networking platform that is free and for anybody to register and um, sort of say if it's a manufacturer they can say you know we have a site we're looking for this type of technology if it's a technology provider they can describe their technology and, and that helps to match make uh, and bring people together and we're also setting up a virtual marketplace so we're going to have an online platform where technology providers can give a five minute video describing their company and their technology and where they've deployed it effectively before. Uh, and manufacturers will be able to browse that marketplace and hopefully find some technologies that maybe they, they weren't aware of before that might work on their site. Back to the, the kind of funding process, as it were. Um, what, what are those dates? So you've already mentioned that April is when we'll hear about the round one winners. Um, what, what are the next deadlines that people may need to know? The um, competitions, both competitions open on the 8th of March. And we'll be holding a briefing event on the 11th of March as well. So your listeners can sign up to join the briefing event. Uh, and then the application window is, is huge. It's a four and a half month uh, window. So it doesn't close till the 14th of July to give everybody plenty of time to think about what they could do, who they need to work with and to, to write those applications to, to give them a good chance of being successful. Great. All right. Well, what we'll do is um, uh, I'll make sure that in our show notes on the website and in Spotify, where you can see the links we add, we'll, we'll make sure that we add in any links that you can provide that just help people uh, connect through to the information. 
And I mean, God, that's just incredibly exciting to have that kind of money coming from government to fund this kind of thing. I hope that people out there will um, take good advantage because I know, as you're saying, this is for uh, operations based in the UK, but it, it could be international uh, companies that are able to take advantage of it, in, international parent companies as well. So I think a lot of opportunity here for people to tap into. Yeah, definitely. I hope so. I hope so. I wish everybody the best of luck. Great. Well, thank you, Jenny. Thanks so much for walking us through that. And I will make sure that we get those links and put them into the show notes as well. Lovely. Thank you.